welcome to a special edition of the Theology Podcast. It's just me, C.R. Wiley, and I'm joined by a couple of other friends. Uh, you know the friends I'm normally with. That's Glenn Sunshine and Tom Price, but they're not here right now. Instead, I've got Joel Salatin and John Moody, and we're going to be talking about food, rogue food. And uh, I'd like to just uh, spend a couple of minutes letting Joel and John introduce themselves. So, Joel, it's great to see you. And, uh, of course, I've enjoyed your work over the years, and I'm glad that you're going to be coming out to Battleground Washington to be with us. But tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm I'm uh, very excited to be with you and um, <clears throat> and and be out there. This will be our first Rogue Food Conference in the Pacific Northwest. So thank you for hosting it, and we're looking forward to meeting all the uh, all the rogues out there. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, so for me, uh, I'm I'm a farmer um, and came back to the farm full time September 24, 1982, to the family farm. Mom and Dad bought it in 1961, but never made a living from the farm, and. Um, and we, you know, uh, poked around on lots of different things. And um, I I had uh, chickens and milk and butter and and eggs and garden produce, you know, sold at the curb market, which was a, a depression era precursor of today's farmer's market, all without any inspection, without any government food safety licensing whatsoever. We could butcher, we could uh, drop a beef in the, in the, in the yard and and cut it up and sell the, the meat. Um, you know, I, I grew up during those days. And as I came back to the farm, that's that's what I realized was the opportunity, value adding and direct marketing a branded product into our neighborhood. But there was a problem the government said that was illegal. And we lost a lot of the freedoms that we had back in the 50s and 60s by the time the late 70s and early 80s rolled around. And uh, and so you know, we we have struggled. Our, our you know, our we have struggled forever with these um, these uh, uh, horrendous uh, food police, you know, bureaucrats that um, that want to get between my lips and my throat and don't want to allow uh, consenting adults to exercise freedom of choice in their provenance. And so that's what the Rogue Food Conference is about. It's what my life has been about. And um, and my my mantra is, um, as we have had our our battles and skirmishes with the food police, uh, it's it's the Mordecai injunction to Esther for such a time as this. And for such a time as this, I represent food freedom, food liberty and entrepreneurship uh, uh, market uh, uh, access into the into the food uh, into the food sector. This is great. I was just reading uh, Esther this morning. So this is providential. It all comes together. <laughs> anyway, great. That's great. So, John, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm John. I have six kids, a beautiful wife. Probably at the moment, we have about 127 chickens, um, 42 rabbits, and well, well, we're about to have 42. Yeah, we have four does about to have babies. <laughs> Uh, so we're multiplying like rabbits, and <laughs> I'm a bit of an entrepreneur and a homesteader. Joel came into this through a family legacy. I came into this world through a health crisis when I was finishing my seminary degree. I almost died, and that makes it really hard to finish school. It's highly inconvenient. So, so the subject matter didn't kill you. It was something else that was just about to kill you. It was what you were eating. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed the subject, including I, now as a student, everybody hated to see because I was the guy who loved both Hebrew and Greek. Um, so, so nobody liked me. They're like, man, that was. Um, 
So I came into this world through healing a number of really nasty health conditions I developed in my early 20s. Um, that led us down the line to, um, you know, starting a local food buying club. And through the local food buying club being raided by our state health department, um, I eventually became friends with Joel and some other people who thought there's nothing better to do with our time um, than to afflict government bureaucrats of all shapes, stripes, and sizes <laughs> in any ways we possibly can. <laughs> well, that's a beautiful vision. <laughs> anyway, it's pretty it's, successful. Yeah, it's it, it's very very appropriate for for our church. You'll you'll, you'll kind of learn that when you when you're with us. But anyway, yeah, we're really looking forward to this. Uh, we got these two events. Uh, on Saturday is the Rogue Food event, and that's basically the event that most folks are familiar with and you guys have had uh, for a few years now in other parts of the country, and now we're going to see it here in the Pacific Northwest. So it's uh, Rogue Food Battleground. Uh, our church offices are located in Battleground, but the actual meeting place for the event will be in Vancouver, which is just right next door. It might as well just be back at Battleground. It's right there. And, uh, and so if you, uh, have an interest in that particular event, uh, there's a link in the show notes and you can sign up the tickets though, are, are kind of flying off the shelf, right, John? I mean, it's not like we have many left. Yeah. I mean, we'll probably have two dozen or less tickets left as of today. Yeah. Well, with that in mind, there is. Uh, Joel goes rogue, which is on Friday. <laughs> so on Friday at the same location, uh, we're going to have a special event that's focused more on uh, connecting uh, this approach to food and thinking about food freedom to the Christian faith. Now, I know that that is something that you guys have going on in your minds all the time, but this is going to be an opportunity for us to really kind of zero in on that a little bit. Uh, is there anything? Uh, Joel, that you want to say about what you're going to talk about at that point or on Friday? Yeah, I, I think I think that um, if I could if I could paint it this way, it is that you know, biblically we have the principle of the broad way and the narrow way, and uh, and there is a a decided um, orthodoxy in our culture. We've seen orthodoxy orthodoxy uh in you know in economics i mean we uh we saw orthodoxy during covid when you know um when everybody listened to fauci um we 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 have orthodoxy in education you know you're supposed to send your kids to school uh to an institutional school we have orthodoxy in investment you get the 401k plan you invest in in wall street and you'll be taken care of and we have an orthodoxy in food that food is supposed to be cheap and that that the only um, the only authentic food that you should be that, that that you should feel comfortable eating is food that's stamped with a USDA approvement label, and and that is as erroneous and brings as erroneous a um, you know a, a food to our bodies as the orthodox stamp of approval on on a lot of other things, including uh, you know a stamp of approval on on denominations and and church teaching and whatever okay and so and so um this as we look at our responsibility as christians you know the question that i always ask is so does god care does god care what's on my plate does god care what i eat and i'm not trying to start a cult i'm not trying to start a you know anything like that um but 
but if, if if God numbers the hairs on our head and knows when a sparrow falls, he probably cares about how an animal raised uh, is raised, how the soil is treated, how the water is treated, and and how our bodies are treated. And so so the question, does God care, I think, um, uh, permeates a lot of areas of life. And and um, and in in my story is that I have lived, you know, as a as a, a non as an ecological you know biological farmer. Uh, I, I've over my life I've spent you know way the bulk of my time with creation worshipers, right? Not people who are stewarding stewarding creation as a worshipful attitude toward the creator worship who owns all of it. And, and so it is that juxtaposition that several years ago I began, uh, I created a moniker for myself. I'm a Christian libertarian environmentalist, capitalist, lunatic farmer. Um, <laughs> in, in order to walk into a room as my bio and say, don't put me in a box. And um, be, because in most of our churches, you know, if you dare to say, you know, maybe we shouldn't have styrofoam plates. How about we use paper plates or better yet, let's go to the Salvation Army, buy a bunch of mismatched plates, wash them, wash them. And we won't even have any trash. The, the, the deacons and elders look at you like, what? Are you some sort of greeny weeny earth muffin tree hugger gay worshiping Tommy Pinko? You know, <laughs> and, and, and so and so we can't even have the discussion. And so, look, I'm the first to admit I don't have all the answers, but I do think God is honored. When, like Jacob, we wrestle, and we wrestle with, with as Francis uh, Schaeffer used to say, how shall we then live in a practical way? Not some, you know, academic way, a uh, focus group, but actually what does what I believe in the pew, what does that look like on my menu? Do my pew and menu line up? That's the question. Yeah, this is great stuff, Joel. I mean, I think this is something that anybody who cares about Scripture and understands the nature of God's authority uh, and how that relates to every facet of life ought to be thinking about. So this is great stuff. Now, just before we kind of wrap things up here, because, you know, we don't want to go on and on because we're just giving people a sample. <laughs> so uh, do you think that there's been kind of a maybe a, a moving of the needle on this subject in in the course of your life? Do you feel like maybe things are improving a little bit? The the one the one time when I saw the needle really move, uh, and maybe maybe looking back now in a, in the next year we'll we'll say there's been two needle movings of the needle. The first moving of the needle was in the homeschooling movement when we began when we began farming you know full time back in the early 1980s. I came to the farm full time September 24, 1982, and and at that time all of our visitors were pretty much you know liberal Democrat environmentalist earth muffins. Uh, you know, basically leftover hippies, uh, the beaded, bearded, brawless revolution, and you know, and they they were looking for, you know, they they were looking for that for for sure. you know, earth earth care, and um, and then and then wow, the homeschooling movement hit, and suddenly, what we saw was it changed to half half was conservative homeschoolers, and half were these liberal. Uh, uh, Democrats that were that were caring for the, the you know, environmentalists, the classic sure. environmentalists, and. And what what we saw was that people that opted out of the orthodoxy in in homeschooling started looking. They found it so satisfying. They looked around and said, 
well, what else have I been missing out on? Right, Next thing right. you know, they've got a grain mill in their kitchen and they've got a, a goat and a milk cow and, and some raised beds and they've got a canner and, you know, and, and they've got a garden and they're doing these other things. And, and so so that that was the big needle push that, that I saw. And it could be that the second one in my lifetime will end up being COVID when right. people actually um, uh, got scared about the fragility of our long custody food chains and said, you know what? Uh, maybe we'd better have a pantry. <laughs> maybe we'd better have a little stockpile. Dave Ramsey says a six-month emergency cash fund. Maybe we ought to have a six-month food fund, uh, right. a, you know, larder, so so we're not quite as dependent on on Putin for fertilizer and car, <laughs> and Cargill for our you know our chickens. Yeah, that's great stuff. Well, anyway, uh, so uh, as you can tell, folks who are listening in and watching, uh, we've got a lot of energy here, and this is going to be a great event. And we hope that you'll uh, take the time to be part of it. Uh, we've got some links in the show notes, uh, a link that'll take you to the Rogue Food event on Saturday, and then a separate link to the Joel Goes Rogue event on Friday. And uh, you can find uh, both Joel and John's books uh, wherever better books are sold uh, online. Uh, we might even have a few of them there uh, available that day uh, for you to, to purchase. And maybe these guys would even uh, concede to sign it for you. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, great stuff. Thanks a lot, guys, for, for your time. Uh, like I said, we wanted to keep this short and sweet, and I think we got the message out there. And if anybody's got some, some sense, they'll be with us on November 3rd and 4th. And I'll be with you guys on, on those days, too. So we'll see you then. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks, Chris. You bet. Thanks.